Hey everyone, Craig Adams here. Welcome to my podcast. Today's episode is a long conversation with John Z, an ultra minimalist hiker who's been capturing his adventures for YouTube and has a wonderful photography portfolio on Instagram. He's a new friend. I got to meet up with him quickly in Seattle, but we talk about minimalism, uh, how bad of a hiker I am. Uh, what our future endeavors are for, you know, creative work and for hiking. So enjoy. I was the worst person on the cross country team in high school, though. (laughs) I was in last place. Look at you now. (laughs) Look at me now. I can walk. (laughs) Are races a part of your future or you just kind of, this is a personal journey? (laughs) I'm definitely competitive in that I've dabbled a bit in the fastest known time sphere. Uh, which is where you just hike or run a trail whenever you want to, but you document it and then you see if you can do it faster than anyone else has. So it's kind of like a race, but there's no event. Um, Uh, yeah. yeah. So when you're doing this, I, I've got so many questions. I'm I'm genuinely, (laughs) I've got questions for you too. So (laughs) you, it can be a back and forth, (laughs) but I got a couple more on this. Like, okay. okay, So to get, there's so many different ways to hike and Mm -hmm. obviously there's been a huge boom in what I call just like Instagram kids just kind of driving to a location, doing the minimal amount of walking, uh, like in jeans or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) to like go up to a spot, take a photo and then leave. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the overnight packing. I guess that's a step up, like actually being able to carry exactly what you need and not have any luxuries, like for multiple day hikes And then it starts to get a little crazy when you go into like colder weather or high altitudes. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of planning. And then there's also what you're doing, which I think is equally as crazy as some of the Alpine stuff, uh, which is minimalist. Like Mm -hmm. we weren't we talking about like water, like you don't filter water in some (laughs) regard, do you? Like you're, you're sacrificing I don't know. It's a little dangerous to me, but oh, really? you're, you're, you're getting away. <laughs> I, I have no idea, but it just sounds crazy to me, like getting rid of almost everything you need to be a minimalist hiker. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, so, and I'm, I want to push the limits of that more because I think that like, when you look at Alpinists, they really are pushing the limits of what they can bring because their needs are so much more. So you would think that they would have a lot more, but you know, they bring one sleeping bag and they Mm -hmm. share it and (laughs) they do all that stuff. And uh, I think hikers, since we tend to choose the ideal seasons and are, you know, going through decent conditions and are basically on a pretty low output, uh, physical demands too. So I think we Mm -hmm. could get away with a lot more and yeah, I want to push that a little bit in the future maybe, but. Yeah, so it it's sounds just, like distance is a thing that you're focusing on and speed. Um, um, I think 60 yeah. miles is <laughs> awesome, awesome goal to have. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. I haven't done that yet. So. Yeah, let alone to do the Pacific, uh, was it Pacific Crest Trail? Mm-hmm. Coast Trail? Crest, Crest, yeah. Yes. What What is what is the Pacific Crest ta- tra- Trail? Oh, it's, it's a wonderful place. Um, it starts in the Mexican border in California goes up through Oregon and Washington. And that was my first long distance hike. That was my first real hike even. Um, and it's 2,650 miles. That's 
beautiful consistently every day. Like other trails, like the Continental Divide Trail, have better highlights, and but every single day on the Pacific Crest Trail is really nice, and it feels like home, and it's just very comfortable for me to be at. And then you have places like the Appalachian Trail out east, which are similar in some ways, but you're in a lot more trees when you're on the Appalachian Trail. So the Pacific Crest Trail, you're just out in the open a lot. You go through really dry environments. You don't get a lot of rain. Um, now, is this yeah. something that you kind of do by yourself, or do a lot of people do it in groups? It's both. My my experience on the main three long trails was very solitary because I just kind of missed the main hiker bubbles. But these days, there's like 3,000 people starting the Pacific Crest Trail and Appalachian Trails. And mm. even the Continental Divide used to be like very like very low numbers and now they're getting up in the hundreds like like 500 maybe a year hmm. the great divide trail i hiked this past year and so few people have hiked it in the past but this year there's 50 people out there so it's all wow. it's all growing a lot which is really cool and i like that wow. people are going to trails other than the main three like the pacific crest trail and appalachian trail and cdt yeah mm-hmm. Do you think uh do you think the Pacific Crest Trail is something that I could strive towards maybe in the future? I think you could do it this year. Like well, you, uh, <laughs> if you can you can do it. I mean yeah. it's just a thing you have to want it enough, I guess. Yeah. A lot of planning. No. Do you think you were prepared the you first do not time need you did to plan. it? No. You don't. No. So I actually on my website I have a ten minute planning guide for non planners for the PCT. And basically, wow. like, you just need enough food to get to get through the first 70 miles. You just, like, download all these free resources, and you just show up, and you want it enough. And, you know, gear is a concern, but you figure that out over time. And it's just about resourcefulness and just desire. And just if you don't like it, then be aware of that. But just, you know, you just show up, and you do it. I don't know. <laughs> I've done like two day hikes with my brothers and stuff before, but that was when I was young. I guess the most I've ever done was Sweden, and I think that mm-hmm. was like fifty miles mm-hmm. in a couple of days, which was a lot to me back then. So, yeah. but you know, if if my if I was just focused on completing that that seventy mile stretch, yeah. I feel like that'd be easy. And then once I do that, I'd have a lot more confidence to finish the rest. So, yeah. That might that might be something I do, but I I think it'd be really fun to do with my brother Curtis. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be funny. Fun. <laughs> yeah, and like the momentum builds when you're on a long trail like that. It's almost harder to get off sometimes than it would be to just keep going. Makes sense. It, you have to sacrifice so much to be out there, so yeah. might as well keep going. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about your pack. Um, well, like. Uh, what what uh, what made you want to kind of start uh, your own backpack? Was it just out of necessity or curiosity oh. or? Um, so it's it's kind of necessity in that the backpack that I had been using it doesn't have a frame and I don't have a hip belt or anything on it and there's just there was very few pockets really and I couldn't really like access them very easily when I was hiking and I thought there needs to be like there just need there was room for improvement on that so I made a backpack with these like pretty streamlined like shoulder strap pockets which 
are nice and don't get in the way of my arms. And then there's a bottom pocket where I just like keep my food all day and like the side pockets are accessible. And I don't know, it's just kind of, I see something that's not right and I kind of want to make it mm-hmm. right. So yeah, I just made my own pack and then I was on a trail and I had a friend who I met the previous year on trail and he had been making packs since he was 14. And I thought he had a lot more skills than I did. So we could maybe combine forces and like make something better than either of one of us could make on our own. So yeah, we just, well, I think, I think that's a great way to get into it. And Mm -hmm. it's a very cool pack, very minimal, very Mm -hmm. utilitarian though. Mm -hmm. And has it been something that you kind of improve upon over and over again, or did you kind of know from the beginning what it would be like? Yeah. I mean, the, the first, when we first released it, we had, I was on trail that year and we kept sending back and forth prototypes and I used maybe six or so throughout that year. And then we totally scrapped that pack actually and redesigned it entirely and we're going to release that soon. But it's sim, it's similar in some ways, but it's just really refined and we really like to have like, we, I don't know, we just, every single part of it has intention and Mm -hmm. we like to hide features too, where you kind of discover them and can use things if you need them, but they like disappear when you don't. So, yeah. I, I, I think it's genius though, because as everyone should know, you, you kind of have to have some kind of business alongside YouTube or Instagram if you're mm-hmm. building a following. And most people just do stupid merch with like inside jokes on t-shirts and hoodies <laughs> and stuff. So yeah. I, I'd say this is the perfect <laughs> kind of product for you to you know care about and mm-hmm. make for yourself. And that I guess that's where it comes from. It's really something that you use and something that you saw a need for and made and uh, other people who watch your stuff and follow your story can kind of feel connected to you in some way by using that pack, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't think, think that cool. many people would even want it. We thought it was just like this pack for weirdos and like <laughs> there weren't that many people doing that. So it's been kind of surprising that people are interested in that as much as they are. Yeah, yeah. so what's the next uh what's the next product you going to make like a like a powder meal or something or <laughs> well have you heard of yeah. have you heard of maltodextrin <laughs> maltodextrin is this it's this additive that's found in a lot of foods like cheetos and like carnation instant nice. breakfast and yeah anyways it's just pure carbs and it has a higher glycemic index than sugar so it's a lot of energy really easily like access to it just it takes no yeah. processing to do it. So when you're doing stuff like ultras or FKTs, it it you are able to consume the calories you need without like bonking at all. Well, not bonking, but you know, struggling to digest it. So that's kind of one. Of, we're not going to release that or anything, but it's one of, one of those weird things that comes out of um, yeah what we do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so have I'm, you had to fend off sponsors at all, or what's your um, views on that? Have people? I'm sure people have reached out. Right? I, yeah, I've never had a sponsor. A lot of hikers are oh, hikers really try to get sponsors a lot, so mm-hmm. they don't really need to reach out because there's already so much interest. So I've just kind of avoided that, just wanting to do my own thing. So yeah, it'll come, yeah. and you. I, I feel like the more you say no the better and if you don't want any you know you don't have to do that but um hiking is so it's it can be expensive it can be very expensive and i know it's a huge industry so 
I would say for most people starting out, it's way more expensive than it should be. <laughs> I yeah. feel like people overcompensate by buying things. And that's why that you go need. for the minimalist hiker route yes. because I just have so few things that each item I have is rather expensive, but I use it all the time and you can do cheaper options. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I just don't have that much stuff. So it's not... And I guess that know. goes back to like the Instagram hikers I was talking about, uh, you know, they'll, they'll pack a lot of stuff. They'll have a lot of unnecessary things like I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's also the same thing with vloggers. You know, it's less about mm-hmm. the gear. The more, the quicker you realize that you should be focusing on why you're doing things and who you're doing it with and, mm-hmm. you know, expectations and planning rather than just having the camera and the lenses and all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think there's a lot of similarities between filming and hiking, yeah. uh, at least where minimalism, you know, intersects with those. So. Yeah, I mean, minimalism just branches out into everything once you start really getting into it with, like, money and just, yeah. Word. So we met up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little uh, beer. It was nice to meet yeah. you, even though it was very quick. Yeah. Um, was that before or after you... Because you said you were going on a hike or a road trip or something, right? With your sister or no? Um, no so that was right at the beginning of me living out of my car. Um, yeah. On like kind of a perpetual road trip, sort of. I'm kind of based in LA right now just because it's really nice here. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'll be moseying on after about a month. Um, but wait, where am I? <laughs> what am I... Uh, Seattle. Yeah. So then I, uh, yeah, I just, I road trip down the coast with a friend and then we hiked in death Valley for a bit. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I live out of a Honda fit. So I just kind of have this ultimate freedom a little bit. And the other day I'm, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like branching off on rude tangents. <laughs> no, it's fine. What do you like? What do you, so I think you had more of an idea of keeping on the move, but it sounds like you're in LA a little bit for the time being. Mm-hmm. What, what's what's keeping you there? Basically, internet and power. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying to get all the media together for our new products, and I'm redoing the website back end and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just city stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if only you had one of those cool modded out vans yeah with the with all the things right yeah that, that would be cool <laughs> that'd be more comfortable but i also can't yeah. afford that <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah, yeah carly would be fun to have good, one of though. those though yeah yeah i have some friends who do that so yeah. what what is next you're going to be heading I want to, I'm going to head east. I got some, uh, I want to hike a couple trails out east and meet up with a lot of people and interview people for, I do my podcast in person. And then, um, Mm -hmm. I also have this big documentary idea actually about minimalism. Um, that was just kind of like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this is a sort of a new idea. I was working on a documentary about how minimalism and backpacking kind of intersect and what people learn from doing that. Um, mm-hmm. but then I had a, a lot of possessions stolen a couple of days ago, so I lost oh, I saw all that. of my, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, I lost a, a lot of stuff, <laughs> but, um, yeah, among those was a lot of hard drives and on those hard drives, there was that documentary. So I'm just like, oh, I'll just 
not do that and i have wow. this other idea now which is a lot i'm more stoked on um the idea of what happens when you go to zero and um just kind of meet people who have either lost everything in natural disasters or who fast for long periods of time or just mm -hmm. do all these things that kind of break them down to nothing a little bit and then how they will grow and like what they learn from that and then ultimately i hope that can culminate in maybe me attempting this hike where i bring nothing with me and like learn how to fast and just go for a long distance with no gear and no food and just nothing <laughs> so wow and i because every time i go lighter and kind of go beyond my comfort level you just get so exposed to the environment and feel so connected to everything and it's just mm -hmm. you and it you f feel so connected to the world in this way that <laughs> is really intense and amazing and i think listen listen every so often <laughs> when it's raining i will just put the umbrella down and just let the rain yeah. hit my face yeah, man. Totally. <laughs> and i am one with the world <laughs> i know I, I think that sounds really cool and that's a good idea um yeah. to both focus on that uh, unintentional minimalism from mm -hmm. natural disasters and hardships but then also intentional and mm -hmm. with a focus on connecting with nature that yeah. sounds very very cool yeah so this doesn't seem like something you could document if you don't bring a camera and stuff yeah is, is so. it more of a experience it and tell the story oh i would thing, i would or? bring a camera okay <laughs> that would be my thing i wouldn't bring a yeah. water bottle but i'd bring a camera <laughs> yeah i'd probably bring like and a windshirt too just like very little like i wouldn't have a fanny pack or like backpack i would just have a couple things in my pockets probably yeah wow so this is crazy this is dude. one of my like crazy, yeah. Like it's it's winter. It's time to like it's that time of year when hikers tend to dream about crazy things that seem impossible. Yeah, I say yeah. crazy though out of like a positive thing that like it sounds crazy because it, I get excited about it. it. Sounds really cool. Yeah, that's uh, exactly so. the kind of stuff and the feeling that I try to chase a lot. Yeah, when it's cool. so crazy and I can't believe it, and it's like you know what I could probably do that. Yeah, that's what I try to chase. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of thrilling, uh, how's the podcasting going? <laughs> and what, like, what what made you get into that, and how long have you been doing it? Do you think it's something that's going to stick? I'm always interested. Yeah, Is roots. Is it? Yeah, roots, roots podcast. Um, yeah, I've been doing it for half a year, and it will stick. I'm only doing it once a month, so that helps. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's just kind of an excuse to talk to people i look up to <laughs> so that's nice and um yeah i really enjoy it so it'll it'll stick do you ever yeah do you ever listen to podcasts yeah i do, do a lot just... yeah cool yeah i like to listen to all those gimlet shows and quite a few from npr and just a lot of i'll just kind of subscribe to something for a little bit and binge it and not listen to it mm -hmm. again and i've been trying to listen to a lot more um like women's podcasts lately so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's good i gotta get more women on this podcast yeah other than india <laughs> <laughs> you should just have india on every episode <laughs> yeah well i've been watching um julian and jenna's mm -hmm. podcast uh two youtubers 
Mm-hmm. And the like husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend dynamic for podcasts are always so funny because mm-hmm. in a sense, you like if you talk with someone non like for an hour straight every so often like once or twice a month mm-hmm. it's just really funny how comfortable they get with each other and, and almost kind of fight on camera so it's yeah. it's funny <laughs> really. oh, yeah the latest podcast episode i did was with my friend i road tripped with and i was in my small car with her for like a solid month and on the very last Amanda? night yeah, yeah on the very last night I was like, we have to record this podcast now, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, got it. We got to more inebriated, inebriated than we expected. So it, beyond the Always like good. all the silliness that comes from being around a person for that long, we were just yeah. It was it was great though, and <laughs> it's yeah. I love to have those really honest and candid moments, and that's kind of a big part of what I do in uh, the podcast is try to. Um, kind of show people's like, like have just really honest conversations and get really to the core of like what what they're about and like silliness is part of that. And uh, yeah, with my videos, I'm always super honest too. And I really appreciate good. like the. I'm definitely an oversharer. Like I've cried <laughs> in my videos a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh snap! Yeah. I I don't think I've done that yet, but I've been trying to share more and more and show vulnerability. Yeah. It's hard um, to do it on YouTube though, because man, people in the comments are not nice <laughs> a lot of times. Well, it's it's, yeah. it's the only thing online that like has a down vote button, other than Reddit. But you kind of expect that with Reddit. Like, yeah, Reddit's YouTube got some negative kind of. It, it can hurt a little bit. Yeah, I think that's part of being a YouTuber, like learning to not let it get to you yeah 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 i haven't posted in forever just i i don't know it's i i let it get to me (laughs) Mm. yeah the last thing you posted was the oregon coast video which i I think we're talking about uh yeah yeah that's with amanda um we're just talking about the podcast though uh but yeah Yeah. she was with me on that road trip and I, i posted two other videos actually and i made them private cause Ooh. yeah I do that quite Why? a bit I've done that with like four of the last five videos I've posted wow cause like what made you do that um <sighs> didn't meet your standards in YouTube. some way or yeah just getting negative feedback and doubting yourself and yeah oh man I do a lot better yeah. when I don't read feedback <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a weird balance yeah um i think that's something that's changed a lot in 2017 like reflecting on the new year Mm -hmm. um not just not replying and not looking at comments but just seeing seeing hurtful or hateful or non-constructive comments or engagement looking at it and being able to see like the real story behind it mm-hmm. to not care and then to not even give them the light of day mm-hmm. like you know most people are just looking for some kind of attention or mm-hmm. you know taking out their stresses but you know i think i've i'm in a good place right now I'll, I'll make a slip up every so often and you know make a criticism of someone when i'm purely jealous of their success but mm. i usually catch myself and or uh, either apologize or delete or mm-hmm. you know move forward from that <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah 
how was how was 2017 for you <laughs> looking looking forward looking backward really 2017 backward yeah. um yeah. it wasn't as good as i thought it would be <laughs> yeah like i did quite a bit looking back in a way but i had pretty big ambitions at the start of the year and yeah. we're talking about personal growth and creative things not politics or world events yeah i don't worry or about any that stuff. any other crazy stupid stuff yeah that stuff doesn't affect me because i'm you know privileged so <laughs> yeah but <laughs> yes. in my yeah I, I was hoping to do some big things and then when i look back at i don't know i think uh my mental health held me back a little bit this past year and mm. that's never good but yeah i'm just pushing forward so i'm i think these next two years i think the past two years have been building up to these next two years that's my goal yeah yeah so say it out loud. What are we gonna? What's what's gonna happen in these next two years? <laughs> um, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> oh, also, snap. also, I like to. I don't like to plan too far ahead. So I have a lot of ideas of what to do. But then, mm-hmm. I always want to be as stoked on what I do as possible. So I'll make the actual decision when it happens. But mm-hmm. I'd like to see how fast and far I can go with hiking. So the things I'm interested in are the uh, easier trails faster, but then also do off-trail stuff further. So, yeah, especially with the podcast that I do, I talk with a lot of people who create their own routes and just venture like into these places in between everything else, these unknown spots where there's not a lot. And that is very intriguing and inspiring, and I'd like to do a little bit of that. Isn't that, like, all of northern Canada? Like, I feel like there's just so much land that no one has ever seen. Yeah. Right? Like, it's in our backyard, like, up to the north. even among a lot of the hikers I know, I don't think a lot of people have done much stuff in northern Canada. So, that is actually the... A lot of people are doing desert stuff because it's so open. You can kind of do whatever. But, um, yeah, Northern Canada is interesting that you bring that up. It is of interest to me. (laughs) I don't know. It's always been a fascination of mine ever since a a child because I I read this weird book called Hatchet. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read that? I read that in, yeah, elementary school. Okay. So maybe a lot of young young people have have read that that were, like, nature Mm -hmm. kids. But because uh, he the 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 moral of the story i guess the plot of the story is he's in a plane he crashes i think everyone dies or is injured and uh he's just in the canadian wilderness and he's got to survive so it's mm-hmm. an interesting story mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to hike that way but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think it would be fun to go and uh kind of hop lake to lake yeah and in the perfect world maybe get like you have to get to this spot by this time mm-hmm. and someone comes and picks me up in a seaplane i feel like that would be fucking sick right mm-hmm. yeah oh. right yeah Damn. i'm gonna do that 2018 yeah, seaplane <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember you talking about like uh i think it might have been the third podcast where you're saying how uh there hasn't been much and videos on like long trips like that like movie making and i agree like i I would really like to see serious hikers more effort in that yeah i think that's kind of been 
my angle a little bit is that I take a little bit more effort with video stuff while doing mm-hmm. things like that. But I take a lot of inspiration from, uh, you know, people like uh, Renan, Ozturk, and Jimmy Chen, and all those dudes out in the mountains. And there's so many good climbing movies, but yeah, there's not. Oh yeah, like all of the Nat Geo people who yeah. have been like who are like 60 and are, are doing these crazy things up <laughs> yeah, in the mountains and like shooting the most beautiful things yeah like, it's really fascinating to me yeah they're doing these really like the cutting edge climbing but then at the same time they're making this really compelling movie on the way and yeah yeah i'd like to see that level brought to the things that i like to do yeah so that's, i got really I excited when i heard you say that because i was like yeah, yeah you could do that i would watch that <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, <laughs> as soon as it's as warm as possible, I'll fly into Yellowknife, uh-huh. uh, which is very, very out of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and uh, plan some hike. Yeah, and just hang I out. Gotta, with I, gotta, I gotta work. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I, I would be the person who would not bring mosquito stuff. Really, <laughs> <laughs> what, so you wouldn't bring anything either. How do you deal with that mud, or just you kind of? Uh, I would bring mis- mosquitoes. Are the worst thing ever. Yeah, like yeah. it can completely ruin my experience, and it kind of does. Like anytime it happens, I cut my last trip short. Like I cut the Great Divide Trail a little bit short because the mosquitoes were so bad, and I was like, eh, I'm happy here. I'm I'm good. <laughs> What about yeah. rain? If it just like rains nonstop, that can kind of put a damper on mood, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why the PCT is so good. <laughs> it doesn't rain unless you're like kind of late in Washington. But mm-hmm. August in Washington is just perfect weather every day. Like I've been rained on a total of maybe 15 minutes while on the PCT. Out of hmm. like I've hiked uh, about like I've 4,000 miles or so on the PCT now. Maybe more. Yeah. And yeah, it's rain is weather yeah (laughs) weather man yeah so you know i mentioned curtis a lot my brother Mm -hmm. but he he's very into hiking Mm -hmm. uh north america uh where whereas i tend to spend more money to fly to like different countries to do random touristy things Mm -hmm. um and he always reminds me you know that the national parks uh in the United States are beautiful and around your backyard and very yeah. easy and relatively cheap compared to, you know, flying to the Mediterranean or something stupid. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to focus on that a little bit this year. And I think Canada is definitely on my list and I would love to do, you know, the, 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 the main cornerstone American hikes. I feel like I've done arches and, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a bunch of different ones with Curtis. So mm-hmm. I think I'm on that path. Where, where's your favorite spot? I, I guess to hike, do an easy hike in the United States, anything jump out at like, you? Like, what do you mean by easy hike? Uh, you know, nothing crazy. Like your, your fucking multiple day crazy stuff. Like maybe one, like two to three days, like Yellowstone or mm, Yellowstone's Colorado, not very good to hike. Rockies. Um, I mean, I've, I've never been, so I don't know yet. Yeah, Yellowstone's like it has some interesting things, but it's flat. There's a lot better stuff just north of it in the Beartooth Mountains. Um, mm. I have not been there, but my friends made a little high route loop that's like 80 miles that doesn't have too much elevation change, and a lot of it's like super open. So yeah, that 
would be cool. And then, so I guess, I guess where and when is also important because the season changes things so much. Yeah. I mean, anywhere in the mountains, August is prime time pretty much in my mind in September too. It starts to get colder through September and possibly snowy. Some of these you weather like the windows are like or? pretty short. Uh, yeah. I mean, depending on where you are. Yeah. Colorado is cool. Like the, uh, I like the collegiates a lot in Colorado and there's also, uh, the Zirkles in Northern Colorado. Those are pretty nice. sweet. <laughs> um, the Zirks. And then there's uh, Glacier National Park. I mean, that's just so beautiful. I think Glacier was my favorite. Yeah. Out of everything. It's kind of annoying to hike there because the permit system is kind of annoying. Yeah. I, I, I we prefer also not ran to. into a lot of people. Yeah. There were a lot of people there. Yeah, that can happen there for sure. And just generally, uh, any national park where you have to decide where you're going to camp ahead of time, I yeah. tend not to like to hike there. So there's like wilderness areas like the Wind River Range, which is just mm-hmm. east of the Tetons and has Gannett Peak and has, I think has like, it has tons of glaciers everywhere, like the most glaciers out of anywhere other than Alaska in the country, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's, I love it. It's all granite, kind of Yosemite-like, but feels a little more dramatic and wild to me and yeah i love the winds and uh yeah i mean you can i could go on and on (laughs) you really can't go wrong (laughs) yeah i should be in yosemite for the first time in uh late february oh really nice i'm looking forward to that yeah um and yeah 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 more hikes I'm I'm interested in if you're listening to this podcast you gotta tweet me some hiking ideas as well i want to get a I want to get a crowdsource of good stuff, yeah. and uh, I need to reach back out to Curtis and plan something for March or something. I just I, um, I just forgot that this was a podcast, and this is people, <laughs> yeah. We were just chatting. People listening to this, um, <laughs> and and like even I was looking at Iceland, like northern, yeah, not Iceland, uh, northern northern Sweden and northern like uh, way north of like you have to take a a plane ride from Stockholm like that was interesting to me but then the more I look at it the more I realize like I can do stuff like that in kind of Canada and Mm -hmm. like I don't have to go that far to go on awesome hikes I guess that's the moral of the story right yeah a lot of people have asked me why I haven't hiked internationally more well at all Mm -hmm. and I think when you're doing an international trip it's more about the culture because once you're outside it's all just like it feels the same it feels like the world yeah at least i mean that was my experience i i biked in baja a bit and i don't speak any spanish and i just didn't have a very good time but like i was really stressed out and the second i got back into like nature it was all fine again so yeah i just don't really feel drawn to the culture like that and where we live there's just so much diversity with the deserts and rainforests and high mountains and you can just Mm -hmm. get anything you want and there's still a lot to be explored i mean you go into idaho and there's all like you'll you won't see anyone in a lot of those ranges i think that's why i like hiking a bit too because i'm always traveling and like you said it it can be a little overwhelming Mm -hmm. days upon days of experiencing a new culture and just like feeling like you have to be doing something Mm -hmm. it's nice to just escape the cities a little bit and you know 
go into the world. <laughs> it's all the world. So mm-hmm. <laughs> really nice. I did that in Peru. Like I was in, uh, I did Machu Picchu and like was in Cusco or Cusco or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, felt a little overwhelmed, but I always felt better when I just like went off on little day hikes around the city and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should, you should travel internationally. I think it'd yeah. be really interesting. We'll, we'll go on a we'll go on a Switzerland hike. You ever heard of those? Like going from town to town. Swiss it's Alps. just like yeah, yeah, just like between the mountains. It's got to be beautiful, right? Yeah, I think so. Damn. Right. I mean, I've seen pictures. It looks good. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. It'd be easy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe too crazy for me. <laughs> um, yeah, we should we should totally plan a hike though. Um, what has your experience been like that? Do you? Because you know you do solo things, but like mm-hmm. with your Oregon coast thing, which you'll, you'll be hiking with friends. Um, yeah, I tried hiking with friends a lot this past year and, uh, <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> successful it was. Like, uh, yeah. I started off, uh, hiking the great divide trail with my friend Nemore. He all, like he and I watch your videos a lot. You might see us in the comments sometimes, but, uh, oh, snap. shout out to Nemore. <laughs> yeah. Hit me, hit me up Nemore. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he left part way through just cause you know, we have a little bit different styles, a little bit different expectations. And I think we both have enough experience where we know, like, uh, we, we don't have to force it. And if, you know, yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with just kind of splitting ways yeah. halfway through. Yeah, totally. It's whatever. And then I did another trail where I start off with, it was a group of four. There's yeah, it was, it was good, but then kind of all fell apart. There's just, some you know pretty big personalities and everyone started leaving i was like wait what's going on (laughs) but uh yeah it's i i like the solo stuff because so much of it is the freedom for me and Mm. ideally i like the social hike and it is really fun but when you're talking about a really long trail it's you know you have to sacrifice a lot and you have to decide if those sacrifices are worth it and yeah a lot of times they aren't for me for whatever reason. I so just, less, less, less like hiking gear question. How do you, how do you sleep? Do you have a little rollout mat or, um, have you done hammocks or you're, you're not setting up tents? Are you? I ha- I bring a tent. Yeah. So okay, I, so I don't it's like a little pod tent. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I used to use, uh, something made by Z packs, but nowadays I use my own tent that I made. It weighs, uh, seven ounces and feels pretty secure and has bug netting and everything so and it sets up with my trekking pole and uh so give me like a run through what's what's a standard pack what do you got in a pack what do i have in a pack yeah um for uh for a three-day hike for a three-day hike and what kind of weather (laughs) it's nice it's nice it's nice weather yeah it's not gonna rain it's gonna be warm oh man i like i wouldn't bring a tent if there's no bugs Um, really no tent yeah, like my overnight backpack is very minimal. Like I will bring my quilt, uh, which yeah, you you don't have the bottom to it like a sleeping bag would. It's just it lays over top of you. So okay. I have that, and then I might bring a ground sheet. I've been kind of getting away from the ground sheet thing a little bit. Uh, I'm just kind of rolling around in the dirt these days. I've stopped mm-hmm. using sleeping pads unless it's really cold. Um, so I'll yeah. just sleep right on the ground with a quilt on 
and you know I have my water bottle I don't have a filter or a stove or anything I'll have some food and I'll have like toothbrush toothpaste like I don't <laughs> I don't bring a lot of my overnights anymore it's yeah. fun to cook though you just you don't it is cook? fun I've I recently got a Coleman two burner propane stove for my car and it's mm-hmm. kind of great and I've <laughs> whenever I hike with someone with a stove I'm like oh man that doesn't look too bad <laughs> yeah yeah it's like the, the, the hot food is amazing yeah yeah and just yeah it, it kind, kind of though but it depends on you know what your objectives are so if i'm doing something mm-hmm. like the pct and i'm going fast then i'm not going to take the time to cook but yeah. if it's winter and the days are only 10 hours long and then i'm just sitting around in the dark like yeah stove makes sense mm-hmm. there is no better feeling than being so exhausted that you have to sleep because mm-hmm. it's dark as well mm-hmm. and then well i don't know if you hike in the dark you could be doing that who knows I'm, um, yeah i'm getting better at it i don't like it though with no light or uh depends, depends if i need yeah. to yeah i have a light but there's there's no better feeling than being so exhausted from hiking all day and then just like falling immediately asleep and then waking up with the sun and uh-huh. just being good to go like totally go. <laughs> yeah there, it, like waking up with the sun and ah it's just it's way different when when you're out camping and hiking Mm -hmm. it feels better yeah even just living in my car i kind of make it a point to be there for every sunrise and sunset and i've been going to bed at like eight or nine waking up at like six or five or whatever and yeah it feels very so hiker yeah so what's what's your what's your plan for um social media are you going to focus more on youtube or instagram because I'd say are you, you're kind of even with photos and video. Like, your photos are amazing. So oh, it you. sounds like you're getting more into video, right? Yeah, I mean, video's actually been where my strong suit's been. Uh, I mm. started taking photos. Like, my photos used to be me taking a picture of the back of my stra- scratched-up camera screen, <laughs> like, posting that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've stepped up my game a little bit. Uh, I got Wi-Fi on my camera now, so that helps. But, um I, I definitely like video because you can just totally capture the experience so much better. Like with a photo, it's this little snapshot and it's a very, it feels a lot more uh, romanticized. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a video, you really feel like you're at the place, you have that motion which brings you in and then you also have the feeling and the audio like audio is so important to video and just hearing the sounds and hearing the intonation of the voice and like the feeling when you're in that moment and like having the music convey like the feeling that you have and yeah video is really this powerful year i've realized the the power of risk with video because a lot of people start off not taking many risks with their videos and not saying anything mm-hmm. i've learned that you kind of to have good growth and to have like a subscriber base you kind of have to have a strong opinion about something whatever you're talking about yeah and even with just documenting style content, you know, there's a difference between creating like a tutorial or a video or a script or a sketch or something and then documenting, which Mm -hmm. is more vlogging and documentary. 
Um, but you can still say something with the documentary uh, mm-hmm. and with vlogs. And I think the more people take risks and actually have strong opinions and, and st- make strong decisions with how they show the trip and what the reason was for it, I think the better off they are. So that's something I've been working on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really interested. Like we all in your, get. I'm really interested in your video style and like applying that to, yeah, uh, hiking more, and everything. More, more hiking stuff for me for sure. Yeah. Um. We'll 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 hike together at some point. Come out to LA. This year. Out to LA. It's winter, but I'm sweating right now. It's like 70 degrees and sunny. What is uh? There, yeah, there are mountains all over. Oh yeah, I'm there, in the mountains. There's, there's stuff. Yeah, you can. There's so much to choose from. I hiked the Silver Moccasin Trail the other day. Uh, it's like 53 miles, goes over Mount Baden Powell, which is like up right around 10,000 feet, and then kind of mm-hmm. cruises around in the hills and like kind of has a desert vibe. But then you can do the Backbone Trail, which starts basically in Griffith Park and then goes west, just north of Malibu through Malibu Creek, and that's like 70 miles. And then there's like Mount San Jacinto that somehow still doesn't have snow on it. And that's a 10,000 foot peak. And you start off down at like 1000 feet near the Palm Springs area. And you go up into the pine trees and yeah, there's so much here, not even to mention the coast. And mm-hmm. there's like a little hot Springs everywhere and look boulders My brother's in Colorado. Yeah. I should do like a little Colorado then California thing, or yeah. maybe convince him to drive out there. Yeah, Colorado's pretty snowy right now. Yeah. That's We'd like to snowboard. You don't okay. ski or snowboard, do you? No. No. A little intense. I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I should have learned how to ski this past winter, but I just couldn't really afford it, you know? But, mm-hmm. yeah, my yeah. business partner, he's pretty big into skiing, and I feel like a lot of what I do is trying to, like, proof to him that hiking is still cool (laughs) he like he does a lot of like he did the sierra high route ski traverse and he uh like runs ultra marathons and stuff he set the john Muir trail speed record uh and still has it wow but yeah it's all a little a lot lot more extreme than i do not really well that's adrenaline that's the theme for 2018 here we go go. extreme extreme all the way is this the year of extreme all right wow you made it to the end of the podcast i'm proud of you and i want to know who you are in some way hit me up twitter's probably the best you know hit up john z as well uh tell him that you listen to the podcast and that you dig his stuff if you do i hope you do thanks for listening bye